Welcome to the Public Health Networker, the official podcast of the Public Health Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno. In this podcast, we speak to professionals about public health in community, global, and environmental health settings. We talk about mentorship. We talk about how to develop public health professionals and podcasters. And we address some of the major crucial issues of our day as it affects environmental community and global health. And so join us along this journey as we speak about creative solutions and partnerships so that we can proactively make a change for public health. We are pleased to present our partner, the HPP Podcast. The HPP Podcast offers context and new perspectives drawn from articles published in the Health Promotion Practice Journal. The podcast and journal are dedicated to the art and science of health promotion with the broader goals of health equity and social justice. Thank you for listening to the Public Health Networker podcast. I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno. And today we are talking about the recap of the American Public Health Association's 2021 annual meeting that took place in Denver this year. And it was a hybrid model, which I'm very grateful for. We were able to attend virtually this year because of the pandemic, and it was just safer for some of us in the immunocompromised part of the community uh, to attend remotely. So today we'll be talking about some of the highlights that we saw virtually and also some of the presentations that our community members and listeners have been able to share with us from their presentations at the conference. So first of all, I wanted to talk about the opening speech and some of the topics that we heard from the group Uh, meeting sessions, and um, some of the other things that we saw. So the first thing I would like to mention is that one of the presentations was from the president, uh, Dr. Fernandez Pena. I believe he's from San Jose State. And he gave a presentation in the opening part of the event. And he talked about how it is part of our power to be able to use our power And it is a civic duty as public health professionals to change the way public health is being done right now. We do need a lot more hands on deck. We need a lot more transformation to take place. And it, of course, the pandemic was a very much an ongoing theme throughout the conference. Another theme that we saw during this year's annual meeting was a topic of social isolation. And I thought this was very important. And We had a presentation that we heard on isolation, particularly for the disabled, the elderly, and those who are marginalized in the community, including the LGBT trans community, who also experiences a lot of social isolation from family, especially as we approach the holiday season. So these are things that were addressed, and it was very important to make these things visible about the elderly and the disabled and finding ways for community and cohesion and and social isolation to be ameliorated, especially during not only the holidays, but also just because of 
the almost two years of dealing with the pandemic and literal social distancing, that has been a requirement. And so that was some of the um, highlights. Those were some of the highlights we saw so far. Another thing was that we saw a lot about the topic of environmental racial justice. We listened in on an important topic of environmental justice where the speaker, I believe his name was David Michael. He recently wrote a publication in a magazine with Dr. Robert Bullard, the father of environmental justice. And they talk about environmental racial justice. So that was a wonderful other highlight of the conference. And then another thing that I saw, which was very interesting and very powerful was in the disability session, the disability section of the APHA and the almost confrontation, which was necessary and wonderful. It was very eye-opening. I saw this as one of the major highlights of the conference where the APHA disability group began with their white male leaders, their white leaders speaking and talking about how they had made some decisions about the events that were scheduled to take place and how they had personally decided to not um, go on and go through with some of these events. And uh, some of the participants and members of color stepped up and were very vocal about the way they saw marginalization happening, tokenism happening in this section. And a speaker also even shared their video recording versus attending. And this person uh, in the video said that they were not willing to attend anymore because of the fact that they were feeling marginalized and they were tokenized for certain representative purposes. But when it came to their voices being valued and being heard, that that was a major challenge for the current time in this group. So that was very powerful and very eye-opening and very brave of the community, uh, the BIPOC community, uh, the, those who felt marginalized in this community space for the disability section to speak up. So I thought that was very uh, impactful. And so that one really stood out to me. And so th those were the major themes that I saw during the annual meeting. So now I'm going to be talking about some of the presentations that our listeners have shared, name of it here, but it was something about questioning public health identity crisis. Who are we and what can we be? I thought this was a wonderful, important topic. We are all about transformative public health and critical public, public health so that we can make a difference and uh, take proactive responsibility for some of the things that our agencies and traditional public health processes are currently unable to accomplish. So in this presentation, this was by Shiba Ibiduni, and the abstract title is on going against tradition from fellowship to startup. And the abstract is that uh, although the prevalent view of a public health professional is as one working for a health department, hospital, or in academia remains, this session is designed to showcase mid to senior career professionals with experience supporting public health outside of traditional roles to provide insight into the opportunities of the field and where it may be going in the future. So thank you, Shiba Ibiduni, for sharing this presentation at the APHA annual meeting 
And it is important for us to break outside of these traditional roles as we do here in the Public Health Podcast Network. Although the traditional roles are definitely important, there are a lot of things that we can creatively do to modernize public health and make major changes to public health that we haven't been able to see clearly through the current state of the pandemic, uh, the current state of EDI, equity, equity, diversity, inclusion in many places, and also the lack of health equity in vaccine access, in information, and of course, just the overall general social determinants of health. So that was a major uh, important topic that we heard at the conference. Our next presentation was by Jamil Tejas Lieberman, and this was about immigration and Latinx children. Her presentation was entitled Immigration Enforcement, Discrimination and Mental Health Among Latino Latinx Adolescents, a Systematic Review of the Literature. And this was through the program under the Latino Caucus. And this was a session for the Latinx Young Professionals and Students session. And the abstract here is that under the Trump administration, Latino Latinx immigrant communities were targeted by inferior immigration enforcement and subjected to increased discrimination and racism. Anti-immigrant policies and climate threaten the health and well-being of Latinx youth. This study synthesizes scientific evidence regarding the mental health impacts of immigration enforcement and discrimination on Latinx adolescents in the United States. So this was a search based on four databases and the abstracts being reviewed, 39 were included in final review. And most studies explored associations between discrimination and mental health. Fewer studies examined immigration enforcement and mental health. No studies assess the combined impacts of immigration enforcement and discrimination on mental health outcomes. And so in conclusion, uh, she said that more longitudinal mixed methods research is needed to understand how immigration enforcement and discrimination shape health trajectories of Latino adolescents, especially citizens, and mental health programs tailored to this community's needs, as well as family-friendly immigration policies are also critical. Our third presentation was by Angela Suarez, and this one was through the Community Health Planning and Policy Development Program, and this one was called, Are We Really in This Together? Evaluating Intersectoral Partnerships Designed to Address the Social Determinants of Health. Angela Suarez works for the Clinica del Pueblo. In this abstract, it's about partnerships between community-based organizations and FQHCs and how they've produced great advancements in addressing social determinants of health. It's about how the Clinica del Pueblo focuses on developing collaborative partnerships as a strategy for community health improvement. They aim for intersectoral action and advocacy, translating evaluation findings to informed interventions. Their findings highlighted the benefit of using tools that enable partners, stakeholders to reflect on their own effectiveness, benchmark the status of their partnership, and provide a framework for development. Moreover, FQHCs should consider partnership evaluation tools as part of their partnership development strategies to move interventions upstream in order to reduce health inequities. And then the next presentation was by Elizabeth Summers on acupuncture and opioid use. And Elizabeth is wonderful. We often see her wonderful haiku that she designs for many individuals who tweet on Twitter. 
she writes these very relevant and very beautiful haiku. And so she's part of the Boston Medical Center in Cambridge. And her presentation was on pain and opioids, evidence for integrating acupuncture into treatment planning. And so they um, basically talk about the two epidemics of pain and opioid use and how they pose unique challenges, challenges to the public health community. Comprehensive approaches are required to address the minds, bodies, and spirits of individuals living with pain and our opioid use. It's about the potential role of acupuncture, um, about the various large-scale studies and meta-analyses on the role of acupuncture as part of a multidisciplinary approach to pain management. Integrating acupuncture into treatment protocols may represent a viable strategy that is based on and consistent with public health principles. So thank you, Elizabeth, for this presentation about integrative and complementary health and acupuncture. And I think that's a growing field, the discussion on integrative and complementary health in public health as well. I think it's really important as well as practitioners and public health researchers and working with the community, how we can look at everything from a lens of wellness and integrative approaches are so important to that. So the next one here is by Jasmine Leonard. Jasmine Leonard's presentation was through her company, Health Equity Jazz, and it was a short film. It was called From Sarah to Serena, a historical review of the medical mistreatment of Black women about the slave trade, the movement, the migration from Africa into the Americas, into the United States, and how that over time, it's also related to health outcomes. And so this conversation, this film was about Black women in the United States being two to three times more likely than white women to die during pregnancy, regardless of income or education. And how is this possible in the richest, one of the wealthiest countries in the world? Well, through educational video, Viewers learn how current health disparities experienced by Black women in the U.S. can be linked to the transatlantic slave trade and medical mistreatment in the healthcare system. So it is a very in-depth historical account of what it was going on, what has been going on, what still is going on, and how history has led to the current health disparities. And then also for us to not only learn about our history, but also to acknowledge it and make every stride towards not repeating it. Thank you, Jasmine, for your film, your short film at the APHA presentation conference. So those are the highlights and some of the presentations and abstracts that we have been able to view during the conference. And some of them are from our listeners of the podcast and in our community. Thank you for sharing your research and your findings and your great work to advance public health, health equity, to advance wellness, and to improve things for the greater good for all. So that is our episode today on the highlights of the APHA annual meeting from 2021 Denver. Thank you.
Welcome to the Public Health Networker. I'm your host, Dr. April Moreno. Today, we are doing a recap of the American Public Health Association 2021 Annual Conference. The annual meeting took place in Denver uh, during the pandemic, and it had the hybrid option of some programs being virtual and some not, but we were able to attend virtually, and I'm grateful for that. And so today, we're talking about some of the highlights of the event. I'll be sharing some of our presentations that we've seen, some of the community uh, presentations who reached out to us, and talk about the current major trends in public health. So today we're talking about what we saw at the keynote presentation, the opening speech for the conference, in addition to some of the uh, sessions for the special um, sessions, the special groups. Um, that were there, the special, um, what are they called? Anyways, you know what I'm talking about. Let's start over. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Public Health Networker. For more information about the Public Health Podcast Network, visit us at publichealthpodcasters.com. You could also find us on Twitter at PH Podcasters or on Instagram at Public Health Podcasters. Thank you.